0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Yesterday...
1: I finally watched the movie Sal that you had told me to watch. Oh, oh
0: and
1: yes! And I've heard a bunch of people telling me this. Get I, out! I don't like scary movies. <laughs> that movie's fucking I've crazy. I've heard a lot
2: about this movie. I have not seen it yet. It's so
1: good. Yeah. It, it is really good. It's 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 really, and I don't and like it's really creepy.
0: I'm not. It's not like it, it is. Like it, it is suspenseful. But it's, anyway. but it's good though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was it's, well made. It is. It's very well written. I, I think it's done. It's. They did a really good job. It's very original. I love watching a movie mm. that as I'm watching, I'm going like, oh, this is totally different. Like yep. I'm trying to figure out what what they're doing.
3: That's here. it. It Just keeps you thinking. And yeah. there's some nice twists in it. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's good. So it was definitely it, I have like it,
2: a <laughs> M night Shyamalan feel.
3: M. Night the uh, another movie I watched the other night that was good was Game Night. That was really yeah, fun. Yeah, have awesome. you guys oh, seen that? Funny. Yeah, another original no, type of v- another original movie. I know, Disappointed in Justin. Like that.
2: You just finally watched Grandma's Boy. Yeah, that's true. You, you, know, you know what movie I did watch that,
3: that I wasn't impressed with? Justin, I'm blaming you. Oh, blaming me? Yeah, I'm gonna blame you 100. percent
2: Okay, I'll, I'll, Solo. I'll throw some blame Solo. back at you. Oh, you watched Solo and you didn't like it? I didn't say it was the greatest one, bro. I just I'm a fan of all things Star Wars, so I have yeah. to kind of like oh, it. Oh no, my boy
1: was all kind of like me on it too. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't like it
2: wasn't. It wasn't anything that was, like, I'm going to jump out of my seat for. Yeah. What's, Dang, we
3: defensive. I yeah. didn't hate it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not your fault. I didn't hate
2: it. <laughs> it's like his fault. No, it's I'm tanking. just saying. Like, okay. you see
3: that tanking at the box yeah. office?
1: Oh, it is.
3: Yeah, like, it's it's tanking bad. So, it's you know,
1: good. here's the feeling I get, Justin, and i love for you okay. to put your opinion in here, is that, and we talked a little bit off air yesterday about this, because Justin and I were talking about the solo movie, because I haven't seen it, is, you know, are is it just a business move? Yeah. Is it, is this not about writing? Is this not about creativity? Is this more like we see what Marvel's done with all the fucking Marvel movies and how that's a fucking bajillion dollars that they're making off of that. And all they have to do is just keep intertwining all these stories. Well, and are they taking a page
2: out of that? It's, I mean it's kind of like they're they're trying to fill the void of what was created as far as like the fans wanted such, such and such to happen they want these kind of characters in there and they're feeding way too much into that to where it's not like an original um you know story or watching like you kind yeah. of know the uh, you know how it's all going to kind of play out, and and they're they're introducing characters that uh, you know were fan favorites, but it just feels like forced. And That's it's what just I mean. Like it, why they didn't give enough time to develop to show the development of the relationship between Chewie
3: and Solo to to see Solo's development to right. They didn't they didn't spend enough time on
1: these things that are real important. It's almost like they went well from step one to step yeah. Fifth. But is that because the
2: they plan on. Doing a whole one on Chewy, yeah. Then doing like I think exactly. Th- it's it's just like it totally mirrors. I think what they did with Marvel. Yeah, that's each why individual he- character. Yeah, so yeah. it's. And, and I mean, did what do you, you think, think of the actor that played Solo? Do you think he did a good job? You know, I like him like that. He's I've never seen him before, and he's like an original tough, actor. But tough to fill Harrison Ford. He chooses. didn't. He he's didn't, not that charismatic though. He, he, he's
3: he's mm, like kind of flat. He didn't. Because Solo, I mean, was cocky as fuck. He's right. as cocky. Yes, you almost don't like him, but you can't help but like him. And yeah.
2: this guy was—he's too an soft. asshole, like yeah. you know. But he's like a lovable asshole. This guy, yeah, exactly. This, this guy, guy was, was too, too soft. like, yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah, he was. He would. He, they should have shown him being more of that kind of
3: asshole, whatever. But he was too. He was too nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, Damn. I
2: had a <laughs> I had a heated conversation about this with my brother because. He's uh he's Mr. Technical like Star Wars guy. I'm like you know I just love the storyline and everything with it. Why did they break a bunch of? Oh yeah, there was like there was like something that they'd mentioned about like some some death bond or something with like Chewie and Han that they had like that that brought them together that they didn't even mention in the story and all this kind of stuff. Like he's like mm. getting super nerd, you know. He's, he's over-trumping my nerd, which is hard to do. <laughs> That's hard to do. It's really hard to do. <laughs> so
3: this uh, this interview with uh, Dr. Emily Morse, good interview. Sex huh? with Emily. She's, um, she's a, a vibrant, vibrant young lady. Good conversation. I like that uh, we went everywhere with this. We, we, there was no holds barred with the sex conversation no yeah. this,
1: this was great this is, this is not my first time having sex with Emily though but this is really I thought the <laughs> I mean with an Emily is what I mean by that yeah, right no, so it's not so the so first silly. time first time formula so worked <laughs> out for you there nice yeah. I thought it was you know I thought it was a lot of fun again you got I gotta this give my first shout out to is that your first
2: Emily yeah it was my first Emily
1: shout out to Tom Bilyeu and Lisa Bilyeu. Uh again this is another interview that they opened their home up for us and allowed us to come in and hang out all day and interview people I thought that was fucking rad yes so, super.
3: I mean, just amazing
1: people. And Emily's cool, man. She was super down to earth, a blast. We she's hit- been
3: podcasting for what'd she say, 10, 12 years, something like that. Yeah. You could for say a she, long time. You could say she podcasts hard. She's, she does.
2: She's yeah, been she's, in the industry. A long she's time. been
3: in, through all the changes in the industry. She's a, definitely a veteran in this world of, of podcasting. She's. It's great. It's great meeting people like that because typically when you meet someone who's, like people think we've been podcasting a long time. Because so many more people have, have, have heard about it, but they don't realize it's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's been podcasting longer than Ben Greenfield. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we really like her style. Uh, we and love we got the to, subject matter, and we got I mean, to talk who about. He doesn't sex? like to talk. Yeah, I did not like to talk about that. Um, yeah. Also, I do want to mention. I think when this airs, you only have one day left for our one of the biggest promotions we've done the entire year. So the promotion is: you get the nutrition guide and the fasting guide for free. If you enroll in any of our bundles and bundles where we take multiple mass programs, put them together and discount them like 30% off. So this is the, t- this is your last chance to take advantage of that phenomenal offer, especially before Chris, uh, excuse me, before Christmas, <laughs> please do before <laughs> Christmas, Christmas. So you got because, a lot of time before yeah, yeah. summer, uh, summer, urgency, it's man, I'll tell before you. summer. Uh, you want to get fit, ripped, you want to look good, get yourself a bundle Get those two nutrition components for free. You can find those at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, uh, Dr. Emily Morse, you can find her on her podcast, which is Sex with Emily. Her website is sexwithemily.com, and her Instagram is at sexwithemily. So without any further ado, here we are talking to Dr. Emily. What's your background, Emily?
4: Uh, my background yeah. in the sense of how did I... Um, which in what, what part like well, I'm like, from Michigan? How to I get into sex? Yeah,
1: yeah. How'd I get into sex?
4: Aren't <laughs> 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 way way we all? Aren't we yeah. all? Um, I got into my background is um I started a podcast thirteen years ago in my living room in San Francisco. You were thirteen like a, years ago? You're an yeah. OG, OG OG like the that's first month of podcasting. Freaking wow, that's awesome. yeah. Ben
2: Greenfield. That's amazing. Saying,
4: yeah, I don't know who that is. Wow. Oh, well, oh, I he, do know who he is because I went to some award show when he was there because I think he did podcasts for like, oh, what wow, did he do? 13 years. Well, he's been years. like
2: nine years so he was like, our yeah, I know, I was like old. before Adam Curl, yeah. I
4: was on his, Adam's podcast he was like, well, we, and i was like, no, I was like a year before, yeah, it's been a long time. So wow, what made you do that's that's that? Know, right? So I lived in San Francisco. I moved to LA five years ago but I, at the time, I was a, um, looking to do something around sex, sex education, sex a documentary actually is where it, the first idea because I was a, documentary filmmaker. Um, I worked in politics. You guys are from the Bay Area, right? Yeah. So I worked in politics for like t- 10 years in San Francisco and I was working for Willie Brown and mm-hmm. I, then I was made a documentary about him. So after that, I thought, I love telling people stories and and I whenever you do anything creative, as you know, you, you, you have to be passionate about it. Like it has to be, you can't just kind of like, I don't know, work for hire. And I was like, I, I've always been fascinated by sex and relationships and what makes people how do you have amazing sex how do you have great relationships it just did something that'd been confounded me my whole life I came from a divorced family and I was like marriage was never this thing that I was really excited about but what happened what kind of propelled the podcast was that I had started doing like a cable access show and a documentary around sex interviewing everyone I knew about their sex life and their relationships it was a bit the very early stages we were just shooting some things and I thought I always heard people saying like, I had amazing sex or I had horrible sex. And I was like, I think I've had pretty good sex, but I think if sex could be amazing, that would be something great to be an expert at. Because first of all, we all have sex and people would be infinitely interested in that. And also I just would love to talk like everyone. I would love to have the best sex in my life. and I don't think I've had it yet. And when people would say to me, they had amazing sex or great sex. Like, what does that mean? Like, back yep. up. Do you mean like like was his penis double jointed? <laughs> <Were> you swing <spending laughs> from the rafters, wow. you know? Happen? Like, what, did you have eighteen orgasms? What does that mean? So, I just invited, and I had an intern at the time who was like, you know, there's this thing called podcasting. She was an engineer, and she's like, I'm like, I could do something and just interview people without a camera, and 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 that's really what I love doing. I realized after documentary filmmaking and all that stuff, I was like, I just love connecting with people and hearing their stories, and that sounds amazing. So, we hired some guy of Craigslist who did sound and we like we had mics like this and a board and I invited like a bunch of friends over married gay straight single and I just started talking to them about sex and dating and marriage and love and that's how it started that is my background I need to make that story more succinct at some point but that's (laughs) it's not though because it was like whoa and then I released it that on iTunes and then it just became this thing and I was not the expert at the time but I was like well I have a lot of therapy but I had not like the sex expert because you realize what a lot of the questions that would come in because eventually I just started getting emails, people asking questions and were about like, you know, I don't know, relationships and anxiety and how people feel about themselves. And then I went back to school and got my doctorate in homosexuality. I've done five thousand podcasts. I've read every single book on sex, marriage, dating, love, and then I mm. did get a doctorate in two thousand
1: nine. Wow, rad! So. I love how you just like downplayed that at the end. I What's like, like, your like, background? You she's like, well, you, like, well, well, you know, well, the it's kind, kind of Oh, By the way, I'm a doctor. No, okay. Because I didn't know what part of it you meant. No, <laughs> yeah.
4: okay. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I love. I love
1: that you didn't lead with that. I think that's that says something about your character.
4: First month yeah of it, I was like, people like, what do you? why are you an expert or whatever? I was like, or when I got, I got a live radio show six months in, which is so random oh, station in San Francisco called free FM, which isn't around anymore. It was a CBS FM talk. I feel like, why are you an expert? And I was like, well, I've got some hands on experience. Right. Cause we, like, I've kind of had sex every now and then, but now I actually am a doctor.
1: So Oh, that's go.
3: cool. Wow, so what, what are some of the biggest misconceptions surrounding sex? I mean, you with, with your of, with your experience, you've probably heard it all. Like,
4: Oh my God, there's so many. There's like the men want sex more than women one. Like people just- So that's a it.
3: misconception.
4: Totally. It's like a myth. Like it's
3: Now, why I, does it exist? Why does that myth exist? My
4: I mean, because, God, why does it exist? That's such a good question. I think that, well, here's why everything misconception around sex exists because we don't have a lot of sex education. We don't talk about it. Mm. We don't mm. feel comfortable about it because we have shame. You know, we have-, we have um, Hence trauma. why your show
1: does so well, right? Yeah, well, yeah.
4: right, exactly. And I think the reason why too, because my show is not like- Technically, I'm talking about blowjobs every week, and this is how you do it. That would get really old. But really, it's about getting people comfortable talking about sex. And I think I talk about it a way that people are like, I'm talking about the weather, and it's cool, and we all have sex and relationships, and we all date, and we get married. Or, you know, Maybe we mm. get married, and we want to mm. figure it out. So it's a safe space to talk about it and to give to advise people. But I think it exists because we just we make things up. It comes from religion, perhaps mm. the church or wherever. You know, I don't know. I'm yeah. Jewish. So anything, our households, we don't. We don't feel comfortable on sex. No one ever talks to us about it. And um, so I think that mo- a lot of what we believe around sex is not true. So there's so many misconceptions. Like people believe that we are set in the ways that we have sex. So for women, for example, I think that a lot of women believe they can only um, orgasm in a certain way. Like when they believe that it's limited the sexual experience they've had. So women might say like, I can only have, um, an- I can't ever have an orgasm during intercourse. Like I get asked that question all the time. I've heard
3: that a lot. Like actually. only through oral sex or only through right. or not at all. Have,
4: or yeah, I can never have an orgasm. All these things, but but it's like, let's say you've never had one during intercourse. That might be true for you, but maybe it's because you actually don't know. Only and only thirty percent of women do have orgasms during intercourse. So that's another misconception. Is oh shit! Are, I did not know that. Yeah. So women feel bad their whole lives. Like I'm broken. Something's wrong. But typically, just because they don't have enough clitoral stimulation, either before or during, because that's where all the magic happens. Like the clitoris has eight thousand nerve endings. Like the only reason the clitoris exists is for female pleasure. The penis has four so, thousand. So, so, you guys are we way better. What
3: said? You guys <laughs> are way better. That's yeah, why I like to use been, them together. So
4: the because it's like yeah, <laughs> <but laughs> why I like, we like to use, use them, them together. Use yeah. them yeah. together. Oh yeah. my Magical. There's your first tip right there. The penis though has more, but there's not like clear yeah. stats on that for
5: that
4: reason. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So I just think it's um, we are just so set in these fixed ways of thinking about sex and like anything's possible. Just like, I guess, fitness in a way. Right. Like people think, oh, I'm I'm not an athlete or I could mm-hmm. never get in shape or that's not for me. But like for sex, mm-hmm. it's like the possibilities are endless. So I just tell your women, it's like just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that you can't mm-hmm. actually have an orgasm. How much either. of
2: it do you think is like uh, I mean, as far as like getting into that mental space of of, of you know, going through that process, like for women, especially like to get to a place where they feel like, you know, this, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for, for an experience that I'm going to, you know, go all in on.
4: You mean when they're actually having sex every time? Right
2: before sex, like
4: women. Okay. So that is such a good question because here's the other, it's kind of a misconception, but it's more like people, every person who has sex should have to know this. So I'm going to tell you now, especially men. So men are like, um, men are like frying pans, right? women are slow cookers the way we get aroused and turned on mm-hmm. so you walk in and you see your partner maybe we're talking about heterosexual couples right and you're ready to go you see your partner visually you're turned on your mm-hmm. erection mm-hmm. you're like yeah and she's like sitting there maybe like she's finishing up work you walk into the house right and she's watching you she walk in and she's like what like sex is the farthest thing from it. i'm so not turned on right so for women it's it needs to be top of mind we get aroused through thinking about sex and then moving it through our body or getting to you know foreplay like foreplay Mm -hmm. like not just a suggestion it's actually a requirement for women we need to get turned on and aroused so but you could do a lot of that you could start texting sexy things before you Mm -hmm. see her. you could start like you know i think like foreplay starts after the last orgasm so whatever you have to do Mm -hmm. if you want to shorten that time but women need at least like 20 Mm -hmm. minutes of foreplay 10 but we're usually just men just think i can go right in i'm aroused mm -hmm. and women are typically not
3: do you think it's because uh, and in going back to the, the 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 myth that men want more want sex more often than women? Do you think part of it may be that uh women there's always there's a they have to be they have to feel safe. In other words, there's yes. always that that threat of you know being assaulted or not being comfortable or whatever whereas a man we never really feel that. So for us it's easy to like get in the mood yeah. and go for it where they have to feel comfortable first.
4: That's such a good question. I think that men you guys the women, um, one of the main things that women report when they have orgasms with a partner is when they feel safe with someone. Yeah. So and it's not even, and I never thought about the sense of like, we're going to be assaulted, but that's a huge thing too. It's more like, can I trust this guy? Have I know like, is, sure. it, is he someone that I feel like I can just let go and, and be myself and and have, you know, have crazy sex and have my orgasm and make the face and do all those things. And it's because, yeah, we want it. Then we can kind of let our mind relax. But since our mind is in overdrive, I spend a lot of time talking about like having mindful you know sex or mindful masturbation practice you can learn like to get into your body but i think that's a huge thing yeah if we're not safe and comfortable with you we're most mm. likely not going to have sex with you and if we do it won't be as satisfying What's mindful
3: okay. masturbation?
4: It's something that i kind of like i don't know if i made it up but it it's it's a practice that you just and men can do it as well. I think that we just I'm pretty sure I've done it before. And we have sex. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, guys, are like I don't need to remind men to masturbate, by the way, or give them any sex. But, but women, they're like, we don't because sex isn't as topic. We don't see it, and I'm not saying no women, okay? I don't want to hear like angry things, from people. But most times, women, we're not walking around all day like going like, look at the, you know, look, although I think that, look at that eggplant, like, or look at that, um, <laughs> look at that, look at that, okay. like we're at Whole Foods and we're like, look at that carrot you know uh, stock of um, carrots i want to have sex it's phallic where men can just see anything and they can think about sex so that is top of mind for women so i like and typically when we masturbate we do it with the goal of orgasm Mm. and so for women a great practice is to masturbate without the goal of orgasm but just Mm. to like you know you might you'll probably get there but just kind of so like meaning to, to play injury. with yourself yes, without with the yourself. intention
1: of master like, what
4: or- feels good we have so many erogenous zones on our body that we don't even know about like nipple orgasms like so many women can have a breast orgasm or nipple orgasm and they don't like it's very hmm. common but they've never spent the time hanging out you guys can help as well with foreplay so just kind of master breathing into your body I think for women too we, we hold our breath and we forget to breathe during sex like I've Jamie who's worked for me for three years and we're always learning the new things she was like Six months ago, she was like, I know you've been saying this forever, but I wasn't about to, and I finally breathed during sex, like deep into my pelvic floor. She's like, I had multiple orgasms. Like there's these little simple things, you know, that you could learn and tell people they're like, Hmm. oh, wow. So during Mindful, you're just thinking about, you know, your body, what feels good and just kind of taking the pressure off and you're out of your head and you're.
1: Speaking of masturbation, what do you think of this right now in this era that we live in with. YouTube and the phones and being able to get connected to all these videos. I know if I was a, a teenage boy, I probably would never leave my bedroom <laughs> with yep. the amount of access you have to nudity and porn right. pornography. Oh, it
3: was so rare when we were so, kids, it was so yeah,
5: valuable like because you get a, a, right. Right. it was a big, a big right.
1: deal. So um, I'm curious if, if, if you think that's a, a healthy relationship potentially for some of these teenage boys that are probably getting oversaturated with no, the porn.
4: So I'm really nervous about porn right now to be honest. And I'm not anti-porn in any, like I think that porn serves some great purposes. Like I think, you know, it's great for couples to watch together. So they can see, oh, that'd be really hot. We could try this or that. It's great just for stimulation if you use it like anything in moderation, right? But my problem with porn is that a lot of young kids, that's all that's the first thing sign of sex they're ever seeing, and then they're thinking that's how sex should happen. And then they have sex with someone for the first time, and they're like, "Why didn't she bring six of her friends and <laughs> pour all over me? Like, what's that yeah. sex, right?
1: Why? Yeah. Why? A, why? Why? This, this takes, takes
4: years. years. Why? This yeah. takes yeah.
1: years, yeah. young yeah. Jedi. Do <laughs> with the one,
4: do something around here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's all these misconceptions. It's it's bad for for men and for women, for young girls too, because yeah. then then they're having sex, and the women are thinking. Oh, I need to like move like this porn star or moan in this certain way. Or guys are like, she wants to be choked. that, that, that every woman's choked in porn. So, um, and then they get oversaturated <laughs> by it. And then they're, I think, well, it's a lot so scary. I already don't have any skills. I don't have strong communication skills because I've learned everything through my phone or it's all been through Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to talk to women and it's much easier to stay home and masturbate because that feels good. So mm-hmm. I'm just, there's a whole loop going on with porn that when people look at it as education and it's.
3: Concerns. Erectile dysfunction used to be non-existent in, in men in their 20s, almost non-existent. And now it's, it's becoming a problem.
4: Exactly. And I
3: think you're just, we're just desensitizing the hell out of ourselves. It's no different than eating a shit ton of sugar. And then you go try and eat some fruit and it doesn't taste like anything. Exactly. Like just de- being desensitized. And I could see the same thing.
4: Yeah. And so I would say that men do need a mindful masturbation practice. And I have talked about this. It's like, you, it's like, if you feel that if that guys are listening, it's going, yeah, you know what? I, I keep, have to keep raising the level of porn that I watch. It keeps going like that level of like nothing turns me on anymore. Now I have to see some.
3: It always gets crazier the longer you watch it.
4: Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. You're like, oh, I know like the whatever the tame stuff. So I would say, yeah, if that is a challenge for you, um, scale back a little bit or maybe. Don't start with porn. Maybe start with like just your mind, like good old-fashioned ways and a hot thing that happened to you last week. Back in the day, you could uh, back in the day, right? And then if you're like, okay, I did it for ten minutes, then I can then you can bring in your porn or every other time, and then eventually it's like anything, right? Like Mm -hmm. bringing introducing new foods. I'm not going to say you have to do drastic change because that's not (coughs) realistic to say right now. I quit porn or I quit anything, but kind of like just try to have sex in other ways. Yeah.
1: No, no, I'm sure, there's, yourself, I'm sure there's tons of in um, yeah. individual variants, but do you have like a, a, a healthy dose of masturbating for what you would recommend to somebody like him, um, you know, if okay. Sal's doing it like three times a day. Is that overly, is that over? Is that a little <laughs> oh, aggressive? Why would you the even problem. know that? So, right, exactly. Well, Come cause he makes there. these breaks all the time in the middle of the uh, day. Really it's obvious. Really sometimes horrible. he gives me a hand.
4: It's light so you work. It's deal. I'm, I, I have no problem with people masturbating as much as they want until it until there's a problem so like um until it wreaks havoc on your life and you have consequences so if let's say paul was best sal was masturbating let's say paul, paul
3: sal, yourself, sal,
4: yeah you got sal. it sal let's say you were masturbating um he so moans much paul that you sometimes couldn't <laughs> no longer you guys were all masturbating till you could couldn't work And you're like come on dude she's here we're doing a podcast it started inf- impacting your life your career yeah. your relationships then there's a problem. Does that like, happen?
1: Like, is that, is that all oh. the time? You know, yeah. Oh, wow. Are like,
4: or for sex, they're watching too much porn and they can no longer ever want to see a woman again. Or they, yeah, they can become addicted, never leave their house. It's like video games or they're, they're, um, you know, sex addiction. It's kind of a, people are like, oh, is it real? Is it not? I'm like, if there's hmm. a consequence, I'm not going to say that sure. you can, like, label you as a sex addict, but if you can only you know, that's the only way you want to feed yourself is watching porn. You can no longer even get off with your partner. I would say that there's a challenge. There's a problem If it there.
2: gets to a level where you have to have a robot, how do you yeah. feel about that?
4: Sex robots. It's a whole thing. Um,
2: that's going to be weird. It's, yeah, only it's because, all over the place yeah, it's, now. It's happening, yeah.
4: right? Like, it's already happening.
2: They have brothels with, like, mm-hmm, yeah. With robots. That's going
3: to pose some serious challenges, I think.
4: Yes, for sure there's challenges around robots. It's like, um, I think that, I mean... I still like to think that this intimate human connection is, is going to be like what we, we desire most. Yeah. But I could also see that there's going to be a lot of people guys and women who are going to be like, it's safer. I know what mm. I'm getting. I can tell him to go down to me for 20 minutes. He's not going to complain about it. <laughs> um, she's going to feel amazing. And she's going to do all that. I can program her to, to do whatever I want. So um, I would like to say no, but I think that… It's, going to hopefully in moderation or you have like a robot party but i actually to show, <laughs> <the entire laughs> box, they're like, to there's going to be challenges like at these brothels where they need to they're dirty like you actually need to <laughs> your nose together yeah. like, you actually need to use protection and you need to like right. clean out the robot and so mm-hmm. i think that the way sex is going it's yeah i just i would love people to work on intimacy <laughs> and connection
5: mm-hmm.
4: more than anything right now like if you feel like like i even feel like my phone like i'm so glad i'm away from my phone now for an hour i know when i work out i don't have my phone. Well, I do if I'm running, I guess, but I want to get the the watch without the whatever Hmm. the point is turning off your phone feels so good and stepping away from it and communicating with
1: right right definitely i'm curious too if you if you got into your the sex space like we got into the fitness space and what i mean by that is you know when i look all the way back into what drove me into the gym first it was actually rooted in some insecurities that i had like i wanted to be more muscular i wanted to be bigger i felt skinny and that's what originally drove me to work out now later on i felt found health and wellness and a better balance what about for you like did you what what that's a good
4: question so at first it started with um like i just was like i i knew i wasn't having amazing sex like i was having good sex but i felt like it was it couldn't tell when it was like it was like sometimes it was good with others and i was like i don't think i know i think i could learn more and I were
1: you blaming it at that time were you blaming it on the
4: guy i used to yeah i used to for so long and this is another misconception is that so when i was younger i think i actually know that a lot of young people women think this i thought like Someday my prince will come and so will I, right? That like he's going to mm. wind up on a white horse and he's going to know how to work my body because I was a late bloomer when it came to sex. I never masturbated. It never even occurred to me. I didn't even think, I didn't even, never heard that it was wrong. I just never touched myself.
1: How old were you the first I was time? 20. Oh, wow. So I Whoa. had sex
4: for the first time at 18 and then I went to, or 17 and then I went to college and I said to my girlfriends one day, I was like, okay, what's the big freaking deal with sex? Like I had a boyfriend for two years. I... I never had orgasms either. So that was the other thing. But this, I, I okay, so this was like when I was 20. So ah, they were like, have you ever masturbated? And I, I was like, no, I didn't even know about it. And they're like, did you have orgasms? And I didn't know about that either. And I don't know how that's possible, to be honest. Now looking back, but there wasn't internet. And mm-hmm. and so then I was like, oh, and then my, my they were like sending me like articles. And they're like, read this about, you know, masturbation. And then I finally like masturbated and figured it out.
1: Was the first time like amazing or did it take you all to figure out your gear? No,
4: it took me a while. So it took me like, I probably took me about a month of like, I had a toy and using my fingers and figuring it out and then with a partner. And yeah, it was amazing. I was like, oh, now I get why you all love sex so much. (laughs) But I think that I really believe that men were shipped off to someplace when they were kids and they learned all about the female body and that he would bring me my orgasm Mm, uh. and he would deliver it to me and it would... Because guys know. Guys know everything. Guys know what pleases me. The guy, I think that men are, we believe that they're mind readers. And I think that I, I learned and I definitely in the last 13 years literally just, like I said, reading everything on sex, talking to hundreds of thousands of people about sex and relationships. That, that's just obviously not true that we all need to bring our game to sex. We all have to do the work ourselves. Like what makes us feel good, especially women, unlock all that and then explain it to our partners because they don't know. And I feel bad for guys now. So yes, I used to think why I blame my partner for not having an orgasm. I was like, well, that's his fault. And
5: yeah.
4: you know, so, but I think I had heard about, orga- okay, maybe I didn't hear about masturbation, but I'd heard about orgasms. Cause I remember when I was 19 thinking like it's his fault. And anyway, I don't remember the whole timeline now, but I did think that it was their fault. If fault.
1: you, if you could define, <laughs> define <laughs> for me, what you think is amazing sex. What is, what is your definition of me, epic um, sex?
4: I think it's when you're really communi- when you're really connected and you communicate about your needs and you have no um, shame about. I'm um, my head thinking about anything else but like connecting to that person and um, feeling seen, feeling. Um, yeah, orgasms are great.
1: So, do you do you not measure that? Like, I always thought that women would measure how. Great, the sex was by how many orgasms they had in a session. So, are you yeah. saying that you could have the most intimate, passionate, amazing sex of your life and maybe orgasm once, but then you've had other times where oh, you've done yeah. nine? I
4: love that we're talking about this because men and women talk about this so differently.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm we're not
4: like. Oh, that was the five orgasm guy. I'll never forget him. That's not
3: like, that. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, literally, it's because we can only orgasm. have one yeah. usually. So, I'm telling you, you
4: tell <laughs> right. You only have one, right. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, three must be better.
3: Right. Although I've had, I've actually experienced multiple before, which That's is good. very, very rare for, for men. That's yeah, true. I've experienced that. Yeah.
4: I think tantric, said, I don't know if it was like through or just when you were young. I don't know. Men can have it in different ways, but like moving your breath through your body and not actually having ejaculation. Orgasm without ejac- ejaculation is a very fascinating practice mm-hmm. for men. But women can have so... No, I think for me, it's like when I felt... God, I've had a lot of good sex now, but let's think. Especially since I started my show, like I'm so much more open to everything. So I think it's, yeah, when we're I'm really connected or it's fun or it's it's thrilling or it's like unknown or we're like on vacation or we're doing something a little different or we're... Um,
1: what is that about that when we're, if you're away or it's risky or it's bad or you're on vacation, what is it makes it so erotic or so? Or in public. it's
4: unknown <laughs> in public. Right. Yeah. Um, the, I think it's what that the think? thing that makes sex so hot, and then you're going to see why sex gets very unhot It gets unsexy after a while when you're with someone, which is totally not like there's nothing wrong with you if you've been with someone for over 6 months to 2 years and you're like what happened the honeymoon phase is real it's mm-hmm. biology like that whole newness so sure. what makes it great is when it's new and exciting so think of when you first dating someone you've never been to their house before you've never been in their bed you've never seen them naked mm-hmm. and you don't know what's happening next and it's just thrilling everything's new and exciting mm-hmm. and novel which is what makes sex great but when you're but when you're in a relationship over time you're like I know what they're going to do next. I've seen him naked. We have sex in this bedroom one more time. I'm going to shoot myself. over. And I'm seeing yeah. all my, yeah, turnover. This is when it happens. Like that's so freaking boring. But when you're on vacation, you don't have like the dirty laundry. You don't have the bills. You don't have the neighbors. You have nothing to worry about. And it's a new place, and someone else is going to clean up the mess. And it's just—it's exotic and it's variety. Mm-hmm. We miss
3: that. It has moment. so much to do with your your mental space or your emotional space. It's like I feel like if you can have sex with someone and there's no boundaries and you feel free, that's when you have the best sex. Yeah. I think that, and I think when you're on vacation, you already feel that way.
1: Like I'm not home. Mm-hmm. There's no rules. We can get crazy. We can right. whatever. I feel like you could get look loud. at somebody and tell if they have good sex. Can you do that? I feel like someone of your expertise could like <laughs> be like, she's getting down, or she's no, really good she's like, at this. can you see yeah. that? I feel like you could I can
4: tell it more by talking to someone for five minutes about yeah okay questions. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think I wish it was I wish it was that way. But no. I'm trying <laughs> to think. Let me see if I can do it <laughs> Yeah,
5: we'll tell oh, you. She's I'll, looking at us oh, right <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, are you real? <laughs> yeah.
4: No, I can Scanning. be like the sexual intuitive sometimes with people and be like, oh yeah. The sexual you know, medium. I can I'd be like, oh yeah. no, this is what you need. Like I did this last night with some friends and mine. They're like, whoa. I'm like, no, I know. They were a new friend. They were like,
1: right. You need friend. some anal beads. Yes. You need <laughs>
5: you need a
4: cock ring and you I need a
1: you need um, a swing.
4: But I think, yeah, I right. Sex swings. Those things are all real. I think I, my life, yeah. I always get to try fun things. I think it's, I've had so many good sex but Most of them are kind of novel, like crazy where you mm-hmm. meet someone mm-hmm. and you didn't know it was going to happen. Or I've been with someone for a while, but we did something great. and mm-hmm.
3: So That's I read, it. I read an article uh, a while ago that I thought was fascinating. And it said that most people's first sexual experience, not sexual intercourse, but sexual experience is with the same sex. And it was explaining how the, the sexuality is more of a spectrum rather than a your way on what, so it, it was, it, is that true. true?
4: Kinsey actually said that everyone's on the, we're on the spectrum. We're all on the scale, the Kinsey scale from one to 10, one being like very straight and 10 being gay, that most people, even men, are not a one, like very few people are a one, but we're sort of on the spectrum between like two to three, and women are definitely more open, mm. bisexual. Well, for
3: especially. sure, that's true because, I mean, but, prison, you know, you've got a bunch of guys in there who's super, you know, macho or whatever. Yep. And exactly, sex happens all the time. in there.
4: I just think that we're very limited in our, in our beliefs around sex and what we think we were saying, like all the why people don't feel all these weird, have the, all these misconceptions that we just don't even know that fact that it's okay. And we're so, we're going to be judged. You're going to be called gay. You're going to be called whatever, if you had these relations. So if men had mm. the member of the opposite sex. So I think that, yeah, it is on a continuum. And I just, my goal is like, I just wish that more people would be open to looking at sex as something that is your sex life is expansive and mm. your sexuality is expansive and mm. you constantly be learning and growing and and the more that you talk about sex to your partner and the more you communicate your needs and learn your own body learn about your own body you you will have better sex.
3: It seems like just will. It seems like the more taboo and the more repressed um, a society is or a culture is with sex, the more maybe sexual dysfunction or strange or different expressions of sex come out. Like you go to some countries where it's like you go, you get put to death for having sex outside of marriage and you see, you know, sexual expressions where people may be performing more things like bestiality or stuff like that. Like, is that really, is it, is it, it's such a uh, innate desire that if we repress it, does it tend to come out that way?
4: I think so. I mean, I think if you look at like war, okay, this is political, but if you look at war in the middle East, right? So they're told, they could have sex with like 172 virgins or virgins, whatever it's 220 yeah. virgins when they die. So I believe that there's a lot of, so much repression. Of repression. We are so repressed. The second you try to repress people's sexuality and tell them they can't do something, they're going to want to do it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It, they're not allowed of say, like, sex is wrong. Women are covered up. You know,
3: our, per, our producer lived in Japan for a while, and Japan is very interesting uh, when it comes to sexual culture. Where on one hand, it can be very open. On the other hand, it's very, very taboo. Mm-hmm. And he would say that, he said that there were vending machines yeah. in some areas with dirty like panties, panties like that, yeah. Yeah, that you could buy. And I'm like, well, and then of course, like some of the porn, porn that comes from Japan is really, yeah. and you know, I, I feel like it's because of their, their culture represses it so much that it comes out right. in weird ways. They,
4: yeah, exactly. It comes out here in weird ways too, right? Like if you think about our porn conception, or if you think about um, addiction or rape or trauma, or, you know, it's like. The 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 biggest challenge around sex is that we don't teach in schools. For all, we teach nothing, and if we do, we teach about like it's all fear based, right? Yeah. You're gonna get STD. You're gonna get pregnant. But we talk nothing. We don't ever teach about pleasure, self pleasure, and masturbation, um, which I think we actually absolutely need to teach in schools, and we need to teach kids about like their bodies. And and we they do that in Norway. They do it in France. They have, like a 3D clitoris that teach the kids about that. Like really, I didn't even know about the clitoris. Like really, and so I, you know, why why don't we and we just, because, and especially the, the...
1: Justin's still trying to figure it out. Yes. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> complicated like, math like, problem. I'm
4: telling you. It's like, the, it's a journey. And every everyone's different. Every woman is different. So if you put like a hundred women in a room and they were all t- masturbating... They'd all be doing something different. Yeah, so how the hell are guys gonna know? Like, right, like I right. said, my heart opens wide for men. He
1: thought it was like, behind, the like behind the ear just like two weeks <laughs> ago.
4: It was what? He thought it was behind the ear just like two weeks ago.
1: So that's not it? He's, uh, uh, I wanna know what you so but we're yeah, talking Repressing really?
4: anything is going to Okay,
1: so we're talking that's yes. the cons of it. Now, do you see can can we play devil's advocate? Do you see any pros for somebody who um, refrained from having sex until marriage and they got married and had then they they would say to you, Oh, I have great sex? Like what what would you say to that?
4: Sure. As long as they're, listen, I'm not going to put, I'm so not like, oh, this is right. And this is wrong. I feel like that's totally possible. You could learn to fall in love with someone. I would think they could have amazing sex, but I'd also want to say like, as long as they're work, there's no way if they don't talk about sex or they're not working on their sex. Right. it's impossible mm-hmm. like to, to have great sex if you've never Because I could see, see
1: the I could see the positives think. of that too. If you have two people that are experiencing all of it together and trying new things yeah. all the time. And if you if they
2: have the ability to I, I just think that evolving, a are evolving and growing together, yeah. yeah. But if you're if one person is evolving and growing, the other isn't, you know, right. there's gonna be a disconnect. Exactly.
4: Right. right.
2: Yeah, I know, feel like yeah. it would
3: be more like wait until you're ready and you're with someone <laughs> that you want to have sex with the first time. Marriage is interesting. I think if people wait till they're married. That, make, that tends to come more from a religious mm-hmm. standpoint. And religion, religion doesn't have the greatest track record no, in doesn't. terms of how it views sex and stuff. Right,
4: and this is the other thing about, about people repressing it. It's not even that, the thing that, that I deal with a lot too on my show is that people, we don't even realize these messages from childhood, but everything happens in childhood, right? Like all of our beliefs around our bodies and our bodies you said you were a skinny kid and you wanted to grow, you know? And I, I think, women and men body image issues and we don't want to be naked in the bedroom and and we're also told you know that you masturbation is wrong that um that it's dirty to touch yourself that it's um you could go blind or like wait till marriage it's all really it's nothing and so we might have gone to church and hated it but that's still what we heard we might have gone to wherever and our parents might have said like there's a moment in our lives i think where. And we realize as kids, like we're actually born being like these perfect, right? We still mm. are perfect, but these humans, these little babies, we know nothing. But we start to get messages. And for women, it's like you're you're your little baby, right? And your mom's like, your parents, the first thing we learn about our vagina is like they're like, okay, here's your like your knees and your thighs, and they skip your belly button. And you they're like, You skip the vagina. Like, <laughs> like, what no about name. this? Yeah. There's just everybody has no name. And then maybe we're like four or five and Perhaps we're touching ourselves inappropriately, which apparently I did not do, but a lot of girls are like, That's dirty, that's wrong. Do that in private. So it has no name and it's private, you know? Right. And then we're like, get our period. We're like, You're gonna be a woman. And I'm like, I'm a woman now. This I hate cramps. Me. <laughs> I hate everybody, <laughs> yeah, and I just right. want a lot of chocolate. So what like there's no information. Yeah. And then you keep uh. going and you've sex for the first time, and most women will probably tell you it's not that great. Mm-hmm. maybe guys even tell you that too, right? right. Yeah, no,
1: no, you hear that on both right? sides for sure. So you're yeah. like, what?
4: Like this whole sex taboo thing and now it's not that great. Right. But no one's correcting the stories here. Mm-hmm. No one's saying back up. No one's saying like this is, you know, so that's why I feel like I will never, I will always be helping people. I'm like, I always have something mm-hmm. to talk about. like, when I started, they were like, are you going to be able to talk about sex every day? I'm like, Yes, because every day I'm always learning too, but people are always had these same questions mm-hmm. coming up. And we have to undo stuff from the past or relearn stuff and just kind of move towards the future what do you, and see what's possible.
1: What do you think the big rocks are? So we talk about this. We just got interviewed by Tom on their health theory. And, you know, one of the things that was so different about Mind Pump when we came to this space was, you know, everybody wants to talk about the new cutting edge this and the new science and the new pill and the try this, try that. And one of the things that we talk a lot about are, the boring stuff that's been around forever, which is the most important stuff. Yeah, but it's the big rock. So like get rid of the stress and sleep better and get some sunlight and walk. And you know, these things, those are really going to make the most impact on your overall health and fitness journey, more so than this great new pre-workout or pill that just came out. Exactly. And so I think, I feel like the same thing as with sex, right? There's probably all the greatest gimmicks and pills. Next thing to take, what what do you look, what do you look at as like your rock or like the things that you coach to?
4: Um, Okay, so the the thing that I I mean is the main thing I talk about is communication. Like I always say, communication is lubrication. So, what does that look like food? though
1: for somebody who doesn't you have good that. communication with the relationship? Because oh I feel like but we.
4: Okay. So got
1: like that. practices, do you give like, Hey, listen, why don't you, if you yes. don't ever come to your wife, I'll say, I'll say you something right now being just straightforward. Like I'm a guy, I'm a workaholic. I'm passionate about what I do. So very easily I can become the guy who comes home from work, walks right past his wife, goes into upstairs and then starts working on his laptop. And then literally maybe kisses her good night and goes to sleep. Yep, like a, a day could do, happen like that. Yeah. So all the time. I, I have to, and I've done this before you know, coming from work and I'm probably listening to something that has to do with work or multitasking when I'm driving and I get in my driveway and I, and I know Katrina's in the house and I go like, okay, I'm home now. Like okay, I need to become home. Breathe
4: and get, yeah. yeah. like, you almost have to set those, yeah, meditation, all that being mindful. And, and when you're in a relationship that where you're communicating like, okay, so this is, this is the thing around sex. And I will get into some basic pillars of it because I think that's so important is that So there's all these other areas of our life that we focus on, right? Like health. We spend a lot of time thinking about health, nutrition, our jobs, like everything that we care about, right? We put a lot of time into like exercising, um, religion, spirituality, um, our relationships, our jobs, our family. But sex is like this one thing in our life that's actually really important. In fact, I would argue probably the most important thing because when there's a problem with sex in a relationship, it becomes everything. But we think it should always be amazing and magical and like unicorns and there should be All by, itself. by itself without ever working on okay. it without ever thinking about it or talking about it and the second there's a problem we're like oh my god we should break up or oh my god we don't know what to do but if you are in a relationship so how what it looks like is the second you start having sex with someone or you've been, you, right now if you've been having sex with someone, the same person for 10 years it's never too late to start talk about it and that could look like mm. um so how was it? Not, and it doesn't have to be in the bedroom. I think that during sex is not the best time to talk about sex unless you're in pain. But take it and be like, ouch, stop. Mm. Um, 80% of women experience pain during sex and don't say anything or will experience pain at some point in their life. And most women don't mm. talk about it because we think it's normal. But um, I would say just like, what do you want to try? What did you like about that? Like play by play, like what worked for you? What didn't? Was that cool the way I touched you? You jumped there what for a minute. What are you minute. doing right there? What yeah. are you doing there? Stop, <laughs> yeah. right? But, but really like, what turns you on? Like what what do you think about? Do you masturbate? Like we could do mutual masturbation together. Like that's a great learning tool for couples. Because when you do that together, then you're like, Oh, I never knew you touch yourself that way. First of all, it's great education on what right, your right. partner does. Mm. And then it's hot. Like okay. it's, it's like mm-hmm. kind of four
1: Gives you a great benchmark too. Cause uh. if she's having way more fun by herself, right? <laughs> you, you got some work to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
4: And she wants to see, but she might have shame be like, Well, I don't masturbate. Like we all masturbate or we should. Oh,
3: yeah. by the way, man, I don't think any guy does One, want to hear. I mean, if a woman masturbates, what a great thing to hear from your girl. <laughs> yeah, it's right? Oh, and to walk in on. Just but saying. she doesn't yeah. know
4: that because no guy, like, she probably thought, this is another way women are raised, that it means that she's a slut, that mm-hmm. she's really into her, like that, you know, that something's wrong or dirty if she learned sure. growing up. So she has shame around it. So to be like, I think it's so hot that you must show me your toys, show me what you do, like that you're not, the toy's never gonna replace you. It can just add to your intimacy. I um, don't you know conversation. people think that, you know? So mm-hmm. it just doesn't. So I think communicating around sex, and then you were to ask me the main things are, I think, to, to, God, learn to love your body. Like, really, like we are not, especially for, for, for women and for men, like we are not thinking about, your body, the way you are, like no. For women, I'm like, he's in the room with you. He's not going like her left boob is bigger than her right boob. He's, she's got this weird birthmark. She gained like, and if isn't he that is, funny how we are? Guy, like, isn't
1: that funny how we are about ourselves? You, you know,
4: are about yourself. We're like, he's happy to be having sex with you right now, and he's with you in the room, and like things are amazing. But, but we're not thinking about that. And women, we're not thinking about your penis. For guys, we're not thinking about your penis size. Like I swear to God, men are so obsessed with the size of their penis that I. N- I've gotten more in in 13 years and like tens of thousands of questions I've answered. People email or call in. It's usually his penis is too big. What am I going to like? How do I have sex with him? Or like, it's a problem. Not Mm. like it's so small. I broke up with him. So everyone's got to stop stressing out all that. Mm-hmm. You look like you don't believe me, but I. No.
2: <laughs> Justin's like, like I'm, you must have like, told me like, I don't know if my ex girlfriend's <laughs> called in or. Yeah. I didn't want to throw that joke out there. Yeah, that's how I was, I was You're debating, debating, it.
4: No. Oh, um, debating it. So, yeah, I mean, I just think it's really about being in touch with your body. It's like you are being in touch mm-hmm. with your body and being comfortable with it is really like, and masturbating and.
3: Conversations condition. huge. I was married for 15 years and got divorced about, uh, God, it's been two and a half years, maybe three years now and then started dating someone and it was very different in terms of how we communicated and especially how we communicated sex and with my girlfriend now we're so open we can talk about anything and it's the most it's the sexiest thing ever and, and in right. the confidence also i think for yeah. for for women listening like if you're confident you don't have to look perfect just being Naked and being confident, that is a massive turn-on to a man. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: Exactly. Be confident. Rock it. Love your body. So I tell women, like, look in the mirror, like, love, like, really, like, whatever you can do to touch yourself, learn to love your body. Walk around naked. Dance Mm -hmm. naked. Um, These things actually work, and they sound really silly. But, yes, it is confidence is everything. That's the sexiest thing to men and women. Like, I think that we all think that a confident woman, like… She's rocking her body. She knows. Because that's the other thing. When you have orgasms and you know what makes yourself feel good and you know what you want, that is so sexy in the bedroom.
3: Extremely. Extremely. Let's talk about squirting. You mentioned that uh, <laughs>
2: earlier. Um, Good transition.
3: Yeah, I know. You, I, I, you, t- you mentioned t- it earlier. Seamless there, right? Yeah, you yeah. mentioned it earlier. I'm like, we got to ask about that. Uh, what is it? And I've heard people debate, is it real? Is it not? Uh, but it, what is it? What is, squirting the, is real. what is the fluid that's coming out? And how do you wow. make it happen? Okay. These are important um, I questions.
4: Think, <laughs> these are really important questions. So squirting is real. Like if you've been with, the, you know, of course, squirting happens. Women can squirt. They can learn to squirt um it's it's there are traces of urine in it for some women maybe more or less traces fewer um lots of traces of urine or, but it's also periurethral fluid from the periurethral periurethral gland so that's where most of that is coming mm. from so it's not it's um it's not Is that homogenous
3: to like the the prostate in a man is yes. that like okay Yeah
4: exactly so
3: So you're li- it's literally ejaculate yeah for female okay. literally
4: it's like literally the same exact thing so that's what it is and I also think, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Sex is messy. You're sex right. right. Sex is dirty. Sex can be yep. all these things. Like, it, get a freaking towel and lay down on your bed. Um, take a shower. Like, the fact people think sex I like sex the messy is,
3: part anyway, so who cares? Yeah,
4: it's like messy. It's hot. It's like sex yeah. is messy and sweaty right. and dirty. And it can be really hot. And so, for some women, they can learn through the G-spot. So, it's through G-spot stimulation. And so, you can learn to... Um, or even through, the, like like your pubic mound. like here's the thing, the G spot or internally it's through internal stimulation. Mm. But for some women also like the clitoris is not just that little, here's about going back to that.
3: Is it a shape like a wishbone that goes around? So there's
4: clitoral legs that are behind the, like the labia, um, the lips, if you will, the the vagina. So there's like nerve endings. It's the vulva really. And it's going down. So I'm like, yeah, it's like a wishbone. Okay. And that's where the nerve endings they're extending through there. So for some women, if they have a lot of pubic mound stimulation, like above their pelvic, their are their clitoris like this whole area i'm like pointing to that people can't see pressure on that could also release so, it so
3: pushing up or pushing yeah, down both okay they're
4: pushing up pushing down at the same time mm-hmm. and there's like you could there's you could learn to do it it's a practice you could have your partner do it with their fingers or with a toy or now
3: their is their a squirting penis. orgasm more intense than a regular orgasm
4: so for for many women they squirt and it's also comes with an orgasm comes along <laughs> package with an orgasm and for a lot of women they squirt and it's not an orgasm so it just it Mm. can just feel really good or it's a different kind of orgasm Mm. or it's a different kind of release uh release Mm. but it's not necessarily an orgasm
3: does it just happen on its own or does a woman have to train does she have to try to like almost push or push out or i've heard people women explain that they have to almost like they feel like oh my god i'm gonna have an orgasm but i feel like i'm gonna pee yep push and then you get yeah it can be
4: all of those things like i hate to be like this is exactly how it it every woman experiences but um yeah, it's like, I think that you know what it's going to, you know when it's going to happen, but it's also, um, uh, mm. it can feel like a lot of different things, but for a lot of women can squirt without orgasm or orgasm without without squirting, but it's a real thing. And um,
1: so asking for different. a friend, how would you, how would you train for this?
4: Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that there's a lot. You're asking for a, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little a training
2: montage.
1: <laughs> um, I
4: think that it's great to do it manually. Like, so using your fingers, um, using her fingers or your fingers. And just like constant pressure, kind of like how you would stimulate the G spot. Okay. So, um, which is like that come hither motion. So I? shouldn't assume anything. That everyone knows this, right? Uh, G spot.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So in up right. Yeah. Okay. okay.
4: So it's um you put your like a finger, one or two fingers inside, and it's like about one and a half to two inches inside, and you do the come hither motion, like mm-hmm. you insert it towards your belly button, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you're gonna find it. And it's like a rough spot that kind of feels like like a like a peach pit.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: And um, but it could feel different in some women too. So, But that's kind of where it's located uh, generally. But also the thing about it is it really helps for women to be aroused, to squirt, or to have an internal orgasm or full body orgasm. So again, clitoris, it's all magic. That's where all the magic happens. So start by stimulating her clitoris. She can have like a clitoral orgasm and then kind of go internally. And Mm -hmm. again, every woman's different. So someone might be like, no, fuck that. I just go inside. But... That's a great way to like, cause when you're more aroused, the blood rushes to, to internally to the G spot and then mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. easier to locate.
3: Interesting. Mm-hmm. And in the, I've heard, I've read and I've heard that G spot orgasms feel different than clitoral orgasms. They seem to be longer and, and deeper. Is have they identified if there really is a difference between the two?
4: People even, people debate around the G spot too. Yeah. I think there's a difference. I think that the clitoris <laughs> orgasm can be more like, um, more like, I guess it could be more surface level like it's more kind of intense um and like a um like a fire like a big spark goes off like it's like a th- and, and that internal one can be more full-bodied mm. but women will tell you it's all different when you hear them explain it and there's blended where it's both like that's also where you're just kind of like it's like your whole body feels it so um yeah i think and also there is no right way to orgasm there's like holy grail of orgasm i'm just happy people can figure mm-hmm. out their bodies so Yeah, but I think that an internal one is more like, can be longer and full-bodied.
3: Let's talk about sex toys. Uh, What are some good ones that you tend to recommend for, well, for women? I know men typically don't use sex toys, but.
4: The Fleshlight is like the toy for men, but there's also prostate toys, you guys. This is a whole other thing that's changed, like.
3: And that goes in the butt. Yeah, that goes in the
4: butt. So, it doesn't mean you're gay, but the men have a prostate, and when it is stimulated, it's like the m- female G-spot.
1: Sal's been trying to get me on this for fucking years, and I just refused to go there. <laughs> I should
4: have brought you guys. I wanted
1: it. Mm. What brought you us <laughs> office, toys. What? Yeah, you should have brought us this- <laughs> I was going to bring
4: you some um some toys, but I didn't go into the office today as I was working from home. Well,
1: maybe we like, see you tomorrow. Oh,
4: come to yeah. my office. If I come, I'll bring you guys toys. Okay. But. So, That'd be great bringing so for those men, gifts. Up so, so there's always, what'd you say?
1: I think that would be hilarious. Cannabis if you brought, and toys? Yeah, Hi. Right, I was yeah. like so
4: exciting. Right. right? Um, uh, we, so toys for, okay. So for men, typically there's the fleshlight. It's like a male masturbation sleeve. Right. And um, then there's prostate toys, which, I mean. How do I those work? It's changing. You insert it into the prostate and there's like kind of like, um, there's ones that are just made. So who makes ones? I like Aneros. Mix one and also A-N-E. This is all on my website too, I believe. Aneros, my store is up right now. A N E R O S. And then there's the Black Pearl by Vibratex. And it's a vibrating toy. It doesn't, you don't have to turn the vibration on, but it just, it fits the prostate. And you use lube and you can insert it and stimulate yourself and go slow. You can even just try when you're masturbating to use your fingers to see if that feels good. But it doesn't mean you're gay. It doesn't mean that anything's, you know, I mean, I just think for guys, well, you give I, yourself a I, hand job when you, me,
3: when you masturbate. That doesn't mean right. you're gay either. So it's like, <laughs> exactly
4: so meant for men. Like, I think hey. this has been yeah. another change I've seen in 13 years. That they're actually, there's a lot of guys out asking. They're like, I want to know more about it the prostate massage and how to do it and how to do it with my partner. And I think that's amazing. Because for a while, they're like, I'm not, nope, that's exit, nope, nope, nope. And it's like, guys, what if, because to have that stimulation and have be having sex or have like finger, you know, can feel amazing. Mm-hmm. So there's prostate toys for men. And then for women, um, God, there's so many collateral toys. There's what do I like? Um, and then I'll talk about couples toys, which are great too, but I love anything <laughs> by we vibe. They make great toys. They make my favorite one right now is the wish or the, um, the touch because they just, they're waterproof. They're rechargeable. They look like little eggs. Like it's not like this big, scary. do guys like, Oh no, she's going to replace me, which I don't <laughs> know where that came from because first of all, it cannot cuddle. Toys don't cuddle. Not yet. Let's yeah, yeah, up.
5: right. Yeah, that's right. Um,
4: but for some women, the challenge is they just, they don't get around, you know, they don't get turned on enough and they, they just need more clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. If you think about typical in and out sex, penetrative sex, nowhere near the clitoris. That's mm-hmm. why my problem with porn too, I'm like, There is no way that he just stuck it in. She's having a crazy orgasm. Like, there was no foreplay. He's Mm. nowhere near her clitoris. Like, what is going on there? So, I think that for women, you could use these toys during sex, too. Women should not be like ashamed to use them. Oh, my God. That's the way
3: to multiple orgasm. Use a
4: vibrator while having sex. Yes. It's amazing. Bring a friend. You know what I mean? Bring a friend, too. Bring your friends. Bring your
2: toys. (laughs) 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 I mean, your toy friend. But yeah, (laughs) bring a friend. Bring your friend. It's like having a threesome all the
4: time. Like, don't be shameful. So, I want, I think that there's a lot of women I know who secretly like keep their goodie drawer, like, Locked and private. And it's like, and I think for guys, like there, are, I've dated many men over the last like 13 years who are like known and then they're like, oh, I get it. Are you bringing your toys? Are you doing this? And it's not every time. It doesn't matter if it is every time, but I'm just saying it's just a fun, different thing to use. And also a lot of these toys that women use, the clitoral toys feel great. Like vibrations feel amazing for many men on the shaft, on your balls. Um, it like kind of is like kind of soup up any blowjob or hand job. Mm. Like I think in a low setting, some of these toys or high setting, the vibrations are like, whoa, that's like next level, amazing. Um, so there's also internal. anything by WeVibe, I love the Nova, the, the insertion toys. And then for couples, if you've never used a toy, I recommend using like a penis mm. ring, like a cock mm. ring, um, like the pivot, also by WeVibe. Now,
3: it's why would you use a ring, a, a cock ring? Is that just to maintain erection or?
4: Well, so initially when cock rings were invented, I suppose, With they were the
2: vibrating to, ones.
4: There's vibrating ones now, but that was to help men maintain erections. Mm um because you it restricts blood flow mm-hmm. and can help you stay harder longer but now there's these vibrating rings that um one size fits all they literally stretch you put it on and you can wear it during intercourse so it feels great to the guy but it has a vibrator on it so if she's on top or bottom it hits her clitoris and however you move it around and i mean it's amazing you're like become your body becomes a vibrator Oh, so,
3: that might be painful if you if you never ejaculate you know, you with never the you ring on,
4: but they're stretchy yeah. and they're vibrant. yeah yeah
1: they're super comfortable. They're, really they're, cool. comfortable. they're not metal,
4: though. Yeah. They make metal vibrate. They make metal mm. cup rings, but these are like Whoa. you've used them. Yeah yeah like, yeah. Probably yeah. like Screaming mm. oh makes some that are like.
1: I don't know the brand, but they're I mean they're super comfortable and they're yeah, you turn them turn them on and they have like a little uh-huh. battery uh-huh. a little oh, small yeah. battery in it. It's yeah
4: those are the ones that are am Screaming O oh, makes some that are like disposable, waterproof, rechargeable. They're like no, they're not rechargeable, but they're um. They're probably like ten bucks, and mm. you can throw them away. But then there's the ones that are like a little more expensive. Like the pivot—I don't know what that is, eighty to hundred dollars. But it—I should not know how much sex toys cost. But I get—I literally get twenty pounds delivered to my office a week to try.
3: <laughs> I have a oh, big wow. staff to so what to try? To Try them, yeah. My staff. <laughs> so you trying. go. So this is part of your work. You get to go home so and yes, try the all these sex so Do you go have? Home. Yeah. The, are yeah. you married? Do you have a boyfriend? Does he try them out too?
4: Yeah, I have a boyfriend. I'm not married.
3: So you, so, you take on the sex toys that do they send you man ones too? And so, you try them with oh, them? Yeah, too?
4: I'm like, we have to try this week, babe, this weekend. I'm like, we're trying this, we're trying this, we're trying the cannabis lube, we're trying, oh yeah. And my sister would be like, don't forget to try this this weekend. Really, she reminds me. I've, I've, why aren't we our in our the sex thing. like
1: podcasting business? yeah We got the wrong podcast for yeah. sure. We get no, I feel <laughs> like you, I feel like you would be a, main, a very not, intimidating yeah. woman to date for most guys. I would think that most guys would be scared to
3: death. Or the opposite, right? Because if someone's really, Secure, it's probably be awesome. But yeah. I guess if a guy's insecure, they're probably like, well, can oh, we God. dive into you your know, dating funny. life what and your MO? really
4: funny for the first time ever. A podcast that just came out, um, Sex with Emily, wherever you guys listen to podcasts podcast, just came out yesterday um this week. Um, we don't know when this is coming out, but it's called Having Sex with Emily. And I actually had the guy on that I'm having sex with, then oh. my boyfriend. I got it, dating that we've been seeing each other. I'm not like into the boyfriend. I mean, we've been
1: You're not into labels.
4: No, I'm not not into labels, (laughs) man. Don't don't fax me in. But he's a comedian and it's really funny. And um, we talked a lot about this. We talked about, yeah, having said what it's like. Because I was like, people always ask me, are guys intimidated to date me? So were you intimidated? he's like, no, I was. He's really, he's pretty confident. But, and we got into like how his whole like, what's the thing you've learned from me? He's like, I learned about the clitoris. And he's like 38 years old. He's had sex before. He's had lots of partners. And I think that I, you know, he was like, oh, that's real, like you got to slow down. You got to I'm like, yeah, wine dine in 69, the clitoris. (laughs) So I think it was, and he'd never used toys before. So that's been really fun. And um, I think we have, yeah, we have good time. Do
1: you, do you, you know, with your experience, do you find there, there's some common mistakes that you see a lot because of the fact that Boys don't get it. They see porn. All they see is penetrating like crazy. And do you see that a lot of guys come in and are too rough with the clitoris? So they don't spend like, so talk about that. To answer
4: your question. Yeah. I was going to say this earlier when you were like, what are the pillar? What should everyone know? I'm going to tell every guy go five times slower than you think. Like all the time, like even Mm -hmm. the way you're touching and doing it, how fast you're undressing her, how fast you're stinging it, how fast you're touching her clitoris. Touch like literally like a butterfly, like light rainbow, like rainbow. I always say butterflies and rainbows. Butterfly, light touch. Everything, just goes slower. And so I think that that's a huge thing. Like, and also when she's like, that feels really good. Don't stop. Mentally go faster and harder. Cause that's what you guys want. I think you're yeah. about to orgasm for many a man. We're
3: less, we're less sensitive than you guys are, right? We have yeah, less like, nerve endings.
4: Don't, don't go faster and harder for a moment. We're like, just keep doing, when we say don't stop, we mean like keep doing what you're doing and don't stop. So right. if, like if we literal. say that, Not speed not. up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't speed up. Yeah. Oh, there's so many misconceptions. <laughs> just There's so many, but it I makes my Like every day there's like <laughs> just, that, just that? that, oh my God, that you just, I think the way we talk and think about sex, yeah, that you guys are, uh, I, you, I think that women like just things a lot slower. Do
1: do a lot of guys go down do so? on women or are there a lot of guys that don't? I mean, what do you?
4: Not near, yes. I think that, <laughs> oh, there's so many that don't. And if they tell you they, okay, there's a lot that don't and they absolutely like, you get all the, why not? Why don't you? Like, I think, um, I think that maybe they had bad experiences around it or um, they don't know what they're doing. So they're afraid that they're going to be like, do it wrong. And I think that if you're not certain, ask ask your partner of what she wants to ever show you what feels good. So there's I some think women that's that not negotiable. Like I wouldn't have ended up with guys who are like, that's not my thing. I'm like, you're not my thing.
5: Yeah,
3: I'm, yeah, right. I'm
4: out. Peace out.
3: There's some women that don't that don't want men to go down on them because True. they're too self conscious. So right. let me talk.
4: That's that's the other side of it. So there's there are women who, um, who are self conscious, and so and, and I hear from just as many men who are like, my partner will not let me go down. Like she won't let me go down. Her. What do I do? And I think for women, there's there's actually two things. There are women who really is too sensitive. Like they don't like it. They don't want it. And typically those women are multi orgasmic. So they can have like so many orgasms during sex, or they can at least have a lot during sex. And it's, so they're kind of like, no, I really don't like it. It hurts. It feels, and that, and it, that, again, that's not every woman. But then there's also women who are ashamed. They're, they're embarrassed about, they don't think that you really want to do it. So yeah. I, what I always tell men is like, tell her the best thing you can say to a woman is if you really want to do it. And she, she let's say she's not too sensitive. She's just feels that guys don't really like it. Or she's that say, babe, I think you're, that you're like, you look so sexy. Like you taste so good. I have all night. I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm going to be here. I want to make you come. Um, I'm not, like, just relax and settle in. Like to me, a woman's like, oh, really, he wants to, he's not just doing this obligatory mm-hmm. like lap with his tongue for three minutes. Cause literally if you do it for three minutes, you could have just made me a snack and come back to the room. Like three mm. minutes is nothing. That's not like a get her wet and stick it in. I think that's what, okay. And some women might want that. They might just be like, yeah, that's cool. Do it for a minute or two. But typically if you're going to do it, you got to settle in at least five, 10 minutes. Like it's just the three minute thing is, conv- or even a minute. <laughs> so, um, so I think that for women to just tell her she's beautiful. I mean, everyone yeah, looks separate, different. Yeah. Like vulva is the exterior of the vagina. Some people mm-hmm. don't know the difference. The vagina is like the, actually the internal part where you stick things in. Um, but I think that yes, women are self-conscious there's, but I think if you can kind of, if you're in a relationship with a woman and, there's just ways to like, you know, listen to my show, call mm-hmm. in, talk to I think there's a lot of couples who email me, They're like, thank you. We listen together. Because I'm not saying that talking about sex is easy. Like, I get that it's hard. It's even hard for me. Like, we joked about it on the show with Ben, the guy that I'm, the other day, my guy, the other day, it's like, it was not even easy for me. So I wasn't like day one, stop right here. Like, don't you listen to my show and you got to do all these things. Like, it's not easy to talk about. We've never done it. Maybe we're not comfortable. You know, like in your relationship now, right? Tell so you said mm-hmm. that you're like,
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it would because it was a new relationship, I'd been like I said, I'd been married for so long, but probably never She was so she's so open and I I tend to be that way anyway. And so it was like it was incredible.
4: Right. Yeah. It just, absolutely. Feels, it just really just opens up so much when you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say just is there, to it.
1: do you think there's a, a healthy amount of sex that someone should be having in a relationship and an unhealthy amount of sex that you could be having?
4: The unhealthy amount is when like you guys aren't talking about it and and like you have resentments and you're like I um, which happens. Mismatched libido you want it more than your partner it happens all the time.
3: Yeah. What do you do in a situation like that? Cause that's kind of common, right? Where one person yeah. wants more sex than that the other happens person. All,
4: that happens. That's almost the norm rather than like, we both want it three times a week and we're very happy and satisfied. Mm. Like, what's a good, what's a good strategy. So in to that answer case. your question about how yeah. many times, cause I'm never going to say like, I will not say to you a number. Like people ask me, oh, is it once a week? Is it twice a week? I think each couple, you guys get to decide what feels good to you. And, um, I would say that once a month probably isn't enough. Um, but I would say that, um, that that's the one thing I will say. Like if you're never having it, you're like, Oh no, we're fine. We never have it. We're great. Well then your roommates are your best friends. But if you're not having sex, there probably is, not there's a problem here. Right. Um, and I think it's too much sex. Again, if you guys are having sex three times a day and you have jobs, great, your life's going great. Like then to have sex three times a day, if you can find the time, amazing. So, um, so I'm not going to give a number to it. It's really just where you, where you in a relationship are feeling like, oh yeah, we're really good. We're, we're great. But the, the libidos thing is like relationships are also about compromise. So if you want it every day, your partner wants it once a week, you got to kind of figure out, well, when they want it once a week, is it on the weekends? Is it Saturday morning? mornings? It's Cause there's nothing to stress about. They don't have to go to the office or is it at night, you know, because you don't have to get up for or work the next day on a week. You know, I just think that couples have to realize their jam and what, what works um, and make compromises. So for some couples like, we never see each other because we have different schedules. Well, it's like set the alarm then in the morning before you both get, or we get up different times and set it earlier, like once a week. So you know that that's when you're going to have it, or just kind of figure out what works. So you're both getting satisfied, but also sex doesn't have to be straightforward intercourse. I think we're very limited the way we think about sex. It's just in and out. It could be mutual masturbation. It could be massage it could be a lot of other things that's not just sex because a lot of times it's not so much that we're craving sex we're craving intimacy mm. so it can be like holding hands touching massage and um really again it comes down to figuring out what you, what you both want and learning how to talk about it without blame and this is just a relationship skill if you start off with like you never go down on me you know you you never give me blowjobs like how you haven't gone down on me since we got married and why doesn't this happen and you never want sex it's like she didn't hear you pass you pass mm-hmm. the blame, like she heard nothing you said except for your anger, and she's failing you, and resentments are gonna build. But if you can be like, you know what? I see that we're not connecting as much, and like um I want to know what I can do like what what what, what make it you turn on like what feels good and And for a lot of women, I'm gonna be honest, they don't some women don't know like they really have never really thought about it um or they're really embarrassed to say like, "Oh, well, when I fantasize, I think about these things' cause, I don't know how to tell you. So you just have to kind of ease into it too with sometimes you've never talked about it, but again, it comes back.
1: I think it starts. I mean, you said it earlier and and echoing what you're saying is the, communication piece. And I think it even starts with just communicating before you even communicate about sex. Right. I think that's, I think a lot of people just miss that piece. And then they hear us saying, talking about this, like, Oh yeah. Like it's so easy just to sit down with my wife and tell her after two years that she's never given me enough head or some shit like that. Like, you know, maybe start with just the communication piece. Right. Just
4: like, I (laughs) love the, like, if you're in a relationship for a while, I mean, I think even if you're in a relationship for, yeah, you're like, how do I bring it up now that I've been faking it? Please never fake your orgasm. For women, and also that I've never been satisfied, but it's like you can just say I was listening to some great podcast, or and I was I was thinking about us. And I was like, I love the sex we're having. I love you. I love our relationship. But I just thought there's a lot of things we could try or things mm-hmm. we could do. And I want to know like, what what turned you on? Like, what, what what do you what do you like about sex? Like, what's the most memorable sex you ever had? Tell me about the favorite time we've had sex. That's a good place to start too. She might say well, we were on vacation that time, and the waiter almost walked in the room service. You're like, okay, so you want something more spontaneous? You might get caught. That's really scary, and we're on vacation. So then you can start. I'd say mm. make a sexy bucket list where you each write down three things that you want to try, and then you swap lists. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways to get there.
3: I think another. I think a big problem with that too is that sometimes people have fantasies and they're afraid to communicate them because then they think the other partner will think that they actually want to act them out. Right. And there's a big difference between things you really want to do and things you can fantasize exactly. about. And, talk. and it's that safety, like, you know, let them yeah. know that it's totally safe to say whatever.
4: There, well, there's two kinds of fantasies. There are the ones that you're like, I would never want this to happen. And then there's ones like, oh, I actually think it would be really hot for you to tie me up or to give me a blow job in my office when someone could walk in, whatever. But but um, I don't know if that's fantasy, but it's like, so know those the difference because your partner doesn't have to know that you're fantasizing about, your ex or about some hot girl at the office
5: sure.
4: like, you don't need to know everything or just some crazy things that you actually don't want to happen but if there's something like i've been thinking about watching you masturbate or i've been thinking about you the threesome fantasy right that's the most mm-hmm. common being with another woman would that ever or I, I, you know does that ever turn you on like i'm just thinking that would be really hot like she might say no i've never thought about her you want to fuck my best friend but they just <laughs> wait you to be slow and ease into it but i think you know knowing what kind of like not dumping it all on your partner, but kind of starting slowly. And mm. now,
3: you know, just on that note, um, there seems to—it feels like there's this kind of movement or something where open relationships are becoming a, a kind of a bigger thing. I feel like it's a resurgence of the yes. '60s and '70s a little bit. Now, you know, I've uh, I've read about this. I've I've had I've actually known people who've been in open relationships or tried them out, and it seems like each the pre- people that I know that have gone that route it was like towards the tail end of the relationship, like relationship isn't working so let's try this one last thing and then it typically
4: it's like a band-aid
3: and then it breaks them up um but then i do know some people where it seems to work for them i don't know i mean what is your view on that is is that a is that a healthy
4: yeah i absolutely think it can be really healthy and i think you're right that right now people are there's like a, re, a resurgence of it. And I think it's also, we're talking about it more that we're realizing that maybe monogamy isn't for everybody. Like, why is monogamy the only thing that we see? We see, we get married forever, have sex with one person until death do us part. And we know that we all have these itches that need to be scratched sometimes outside the relationship, mm-hmm. but we think I have to choose. We have to make this choice. We don't make that choice about anything else in our life, right? Like even if we die, you might have a cheat day, right? If you're on a diet or you might, you don't know, get a cheat day <laughs> cheat if you're in monogamy, you know? Yeah. I'm like, okay, i want to go, you know, but you can if you're in an open relationship. and so. I think that the great thing about open relationships are that you are, the people I know in open relationships practice rigorous, you know, and in a sense, like I've been in open relationships, like rigorous honesty. Like you really are honest about everything. You communicate, you decide like what's negotiable. What what do you want to know about them having sex with someone else? Is it someone that they know? Is it someone they don't know? Is it, you know, you just get to set these rules. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times people just want to know they can, or they want to know that it's, available to them as an option and that can help them. And even just talking about the fact that they could be with someone else can like, can kind of refuel that fire. And they're like, oh, we were going to open up, but we can't, we are sort of open, but we only do it twice a year, or it can look any way you want it. But sometimes you're like, we think that jealousy is like this horrible thing, but I think people in open relationships really handle it, have a way of handling it. That is so unique to people in like in monogamous relationships, because sometimes they use that either erotically, they're like, oh, it makes me jealous, but actually it turns me on because I know you want to be with me. Or they're like, I'm so jealous of the thought of you being with someone else. But they kind of, I don't know. They just kind of like bring into the relationship. Like, I don't want you to be with someone else. So let's kind of figure out, I don't know. Justice actually can be a healthy tool is what I'm saying. They manage it in a different way. And um, yeah, like I feel like it's not for everybody though. Like it is not for everybody. But I just love it. to. I'd like it to be for people to understand that it's an option. It's something that like. And, 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 um, and it can work for people and you don't have to like silently suffer through monogamy and you might think your partner would freak out about it. But I think that there's a lot of things that we hear about. It's actually like, oh, I could never have a threesome. I could never open. It. It'd be horrible. It'd rip me apart. And that's because we don't have all the information. Our sex toys will be the worst thing ever. And it's like, well, but let's, let's really talk through what that could look like, or let's go see a therapist that can help us negotiate this. Or there's some good, great book. I love this book. Oh, um, opening up by Tristan Termino. It's a great book about open relationships. And so I think it can work.
3: Yeah. It, it seems like it, it can
4: work. It, it seems
3: like good. it would be like a, a, like a small subset of people that can actually make it happen or make it work. Cause I feel like it's, it would be so complicated for the average person with all yeah. the
4: And we don't see any, well, the other thing drama. is how do you talk about it at the holiday? You know, it's just like there's no role models for people yeah. in happy open relationships. They're just like freaks mm. or swingers or, you know, my friend, He's like, oh, they're all ponytails. You know, it's like, I'm like, no. It's like, <laughs> like, what? So what are you talking about? Like, you know, hippies. Stable. And yeah. um, so I think that, I just think that it's changing right now. And that I, I, I would hope that if people are in healthy, open relationships, they begin to talk about it and they can mm. bring it into their workplace and bring it into their, or even their families. And just kind of, we have to start somewhere. And I think the fact that we've been talking about it is, is great. Because, mm. you know, and even with children, like, you're like, oh, well, you could never have kids. Well, once we had kids, we shut it down. I know a lot of people in open relationships that have children. I'm not saying you have to tell the kids either. Like parents don't talk you you don't talk to your kids about your sex life anyway. <laughs> Why would it? That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like you're having yeah. so I think there's a lot of options out there for
1: people. No, you say those are the pros. Do you see any potential cons in that for people? Like what do you see as a as what could be bad the or The cons dead?
4: are when people, yes, here's when it's cons. If people are using it as a um revenge tool or they're like they use it as like a they build up resentment. It's like, fine, I'll do this open relationship thing with you and then they're like they don't really want it. Right. And they they resent their partner for it and then it blows apart Mm. so the the only people should do it only if they have really really healthy healthy Mm. communication and you don't just like okay so we're open this weekend we're gonna do it now it's wednesday friday and like (laughs) no 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 like you have to like lay the bricks really you can't just like move into that whole new situation Mm.
3: you said you've been in relationships like that before Mm -hmm. open relationships yeah how was the first one was that a was that your suggestion or was it his
4: yeah i think i'm more or i'm more oriented towards that way but it was it was kind of both of us it was was, um you're dating and i knew that he's amazing again this is the great thing because i'm friends with most people i've ever dated and we were very um just kind of open like we realized that we just i'm a workaholic too so i'm like working all the time like if you don't fit into my life this isn't gonna work like bring your laptop over we can hang out all you want that was me fun like dating early early (laughs) building my you know company but um I, um, how did it work with him? So we just kind of were dating. It was like really fun. We were really open for them. Like I'm dating everybody. He's like, so am I. I'm like, great. But we really like hang out. So once a week we saw each other, definitely on the weekends. And then whenever we each had something, this was on for like two years. Whenever we had something like, you know, he ran restaurants. Like he had a restaurant opening or I had something, he'd come with me. We're like each other's person. But we also would just kind of be open about, we, he like, didn't want to know much about who I was dating, or he didn't want to know anything. He really, he's like, I know you're dating people. I don't want to know unless you really like someone. Tell me if you really like, you find someone that you want to like. You don't want to do this anymore. I need to know, but otherwise, I don't want to know. He's super busy. We didn't see each. Other. He's like, but I'm like, no, I want to know about them. Like, who are they? But if you mm-hmm. like them more than me, like that could be hard. You know, it's like ego. Mm-hmm. Like you find like for women, we just kind of want to. In these situations, I think again, this is another interesting thing that men. My situation isn't as. I mean, I could. There's a lot of different ways it's gone, but what I found by talking to a lot of couples is that it's so interesting because for men, they're like thinking that women want multiple orgasms. They want so many partners. That means just want to go bang a bunch of guys. But for women, we more want like perhaps someone that we feel safe with, that we've an emotional connection with and that, um, that we know, or that it's, you know, more familiar and it's not as random. Um, where guys are thinking like, Oh, cool. I can have this like card if I'm out and I meet someone and it's, it's more casual. Um, and that, and so, wait, my point is that women are like, um, they're kind of like, if you, we don't mind if the guy, and again, i not speaking for every woman, but it's more like if we hear that our partner, the guy, well, this being said, that he has emotions for someone or he's like, I fell in love and she was amazing. And we're going to go to lunch and then we're going to see if I might want to sleep with her next week, but we're going to build up. I, I might be so jealous. we freak sure. out. But if you're like, yeah, you just slept with some checks, you use protection. That's great. Like.
3: Women tend to get more jealous of a man uh
4: having emotions. Yes, That's
3: and women and men just get jealous of a woman has sex. Like we would prefer a woman to like a man actually like yeah. a guy but not have sex with them.
4: Exactly. And women are like, Great, I actually could like a lot of people and have emotional thing and maybe sleep with them. So it kind of works. See what I mean? Interesting. It can actually really work. And I'm again not every woman, but we're like, if we know you don't you just went away out of town or you were it was someone that we don't know and it was like a one-off or you're not gonna see her, we're like we might be fine because we're like, I don't even want to have as much sex as you do. And so the other way, guys are like, that's cool. Like you're not, but you don't want to have sex with ten guys this week. It's just one per. Week.
1: Right. you just want to have tea with him. <laughs> right, you <know>, tea. <laughs> right. Go for it.
4: Yeah. So what's been saying is we, <laughs> we, 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 our ideas of what it is is not the reality. Right, right. And this is after like interviewing, talking to so many different couples, it's really different
1: hmm. than what we
4: re- realize. It's do you
1: work different. mostly with individuals or mostly with couples? Everyone. Oh, everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you have more than the others, or more women, more if men?
4: Don't see clients patients it's more like um i my podcast i help people and i help everyone in my life You wow. know my friends and family but it's all through and i would say that my show is is 50 percent men 50 percent women listen. oh wow little more men little my audience skews a little higher male
3: does it really yeah because really?
4: Yeah. Wow, men, yeah, men don't talk to anyone about our, we talk to yeah. our friends talk to our parents our parents our moms our sisters our aunts but guys are like whoa here's a girl here's the show that i can yeah. i talk to me about it. So give no.
2: me the playbook. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, any, any favorite guests you've had or that have kind of blown your mind when it comes to sex or,
4: um, it's a good question that I don't know. Who's my favorite guests? Kyle. Um, you know who I really like for, for men. I really like, um, John Wineland was on my show this year. W I N E L A N D. And he talks a lot about like the masculine feminine energy. It was kind of like David Data's work. Mm. I don't know if you guys know David Data. It's all mm. about how men, and they're in their, ma- how in the bedroom, like there's always a masculine energy and a feminine even in, in same sex relationships, there's a masculine energy and a feminine energy and how we sort of play with that sexually in the bedroom, I think was really, I've no, I've studied a lot of these different ways of thinking about sex, but. I think a lot of my listeners were kind of
1: that really you like just sparked a question for me. Like, so there's, it's, I'm sure it's common in a lot of relationships. There's probably one more masculine and feminine, and there's probably someone that kind of controls the room more as far as like the positions and is more right. aggressive. What's your thoughts on reversing that role? Or do you think that's a very important thing that people should do that? should I should not always be the dominant one. I should um, allow to be dominated sometimes. Do you think that's important? I think
4: it's fun to, there's no shoulds with sex. Like okay. I'm not going to say you should, but if you have an inkling of it, like, God, I would just like her to take control sometimes, which I hear from men a lot. Like, why am I always initiating? Can she? It's exhausting. Like, you guys are always like, mm-hmm. it's is time. Is it ready? I got to turn around. Can't you just like, I'm like spontaneous acts of oral. Like, when he comes in, give him a blowjob, he'd be so happy. Um, <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, I think, right? Who doesn't want like
3: a random, random yeah, blowjob? Yeah.
4: But yeah, I think that Rodin. it can be, again, that stops it from getting baby stale or boring. It could be like, you know, tie him up, blindfold him every once in a while, do something a little different. So yeah, I think it's fun to play with those, with the dominance in the bedroom. But it doesn't have to be the entire time having sex. It can just be how it starts out, maybe mm-hmm. ends another way. But I think the way to keep sex interesting and to way to keep you engaged with your partner um, is to con- continually mix it up and try different things and play with different energies and Play with anything new, like toys, lube, positions, um, locations. All of this stuff will contribute to having sex that keeps your interest and keeps it interesting and interesting and can actually enhance your bond in all areas of your life and in your relationship.
1: Do you see common bad habits that couples make?
4: Yes. Never talking about sex. Have I driven that home enough? I would say um, assuming that their partner wants something the same as their last partner and they never talk about it. That's like in more new relationships, but people do that all the time. Like, this time my last partner wanted, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, I think that they fall into the routine and it's too late. They wait too long to talk about sex and they think they can't get back. But I'm going to tell you that it's not true because there's a lot of, you can always, if you both want it, you can get back to it. Um, I think assuming that they don't change because we change sexually. Think about how you guys, like think about like how your muscles, like they atrophy, right? Mm-hmm. Doing the same routine, right? With your workout routine. It's the same thing for sex. Like why should we think that that just because that works to get you off doesn't mean that's the only way it's going to get you off. So I think the mistake is that couples don't think, they don't think of sex as being expensive. They just keep doing it the same way every night over and over again. Because the second you try to mix it up, make it interesting, you, you're both going to be like excited because it's something new to play with.
3: Yeah. It's like,
4: let's play with this way of doing it
3: absolutely um this has popped up and I wanted to ask somebody who might have the answer to this i I, I've, so i've trained thousands of clients right I've been in the fitness industry now for about 20 years and I've heard from two separate women that when doing particular core exercises they feel like they're about to have an orgasm yes. and there's a term for it called coregasm. Yeah. what is that where does that come from where's that pelvic, coming
4: from? that's a great question I actually used to have this thing at the gym that um you guys will know the abductor? I'd, yep,
3: yep. Good girl, bad girl machine. Yeah. Girl yes. That's the that's the nickname for it. Really? Yeah, yeah. good girl, That's a good
4: name. I remember I had at the gym, I had the freaking abductor. When you're going, wait, which way was it? You pull, pushing are you pushing in or
5: you're
4: pushing out? Out. Mm. Oh my god, was <laughs> gonna be like, I can never get on that goddamn machine. What yeah. happened? Yeah, that, the, the, they're sitting at their gym job, but that one, yeah, it's the core. It's the core, it's a pelvic floor. That's such a, the pelvic floor muscles especially for for women, Um, the the kegels. So it's the best exercise that you're not doing. I actually have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp and it's for men and for women. And it reminds you to to work those muscles because we don't work them. So the stronger that your pelvic floor muscles are, the stronger orgasms you will have for men and for women. Because those are the muscles that
3: contract, right? They contract
4: when you're orgasming. So they expand and contract when you're orgasming. So pumping those muscles during sex for women can help them have orgasms. And for men, the stronger they are. And for women, the stronger your orgasms are. I have a friend, Jordan Harbinger. You'll appreciate yeah, this. Yeah. He did Kaggle Camp with his now wife like a few years ago. And he called me or he texted me their screenshots because there's 20 levels. You can compete on it. Like it's, you oh, know, you have to get harder and harder I'm over gonna time. I'm going to do this for sure. And, and he was like, um, he sent me both of them. were like on level 18. He's like, I'm shooting across the room. Like I'm 18 years old. Right oh, now. shit. Oh, wow. So you'll appreciate that. He's an old friend. So I was like. Yeah, so if you're like happy, you last, um, stay harder longer. You can happy, you have longer orgasms, ejaculate like you were eighteen, apparently, according to Jordan. Um, <laughs> so. And so, and so for women, yeah, I know, I love this. <laughs> yeah. Guys are competitive. I should. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: That's a thing, by the way, you for can dudes. Tell me something like that, and then, yeah, yeah. like volume yeah, and hard. distance seems right. to be like. This. I, you're so freaking right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
4: Yeah. yeah. So um, for women too, that, if those muscles are stronger, like when I do things, like when I'm doing my kaggles all the time, and
3: that's just that's just uh, you, attempting okay. to hold to stop so, the stream so of urine or whatever. So
4: when you stop and start the stream of urine, it's the same thing when you're like, someone's knocking on the door and you got to stop peeing. That's the muscles right there. Okay. You target them in your pelvic floor and you, you hold, yeah. you can tense and relax for 10 seconds, hold for 10, relax, you tense, relax, or for start out with five it's reps of 10 to 20. So you hold, like you tense, relax, you, no, and they right build now. over time. Like, and I'm telling you, you do them every day for a few weeks and you will realize you'll see a difference.
3: Whoa. Are there, are there herbs or speaking of volume, are there herbs or foods that increase the amount of seminal volume that a man can produce?
4: You know, there's like no conclusive data on that. Like they're like, can what can I eat to taste my, change my sperm? Um, I don't really know the answer to that.
3: Okay. Okay. What about supplements for arousal or herbs for arousal? I mean, I'm familiar from the fitness world. There's like for men, there's like tribulus and, uh, you know, ashwagandha can even do that a little bit and other stuff.
4: I don't, I'm just kind of get, getting more into this world. Like I take supplements and stuff for myself, but not for this. So I, I just think overall, the first thing is to be healthy, healthy, yeah, healthy diet. Of course. And it's so true. Like, it's like, um, like just the healthier you are, the more you exercise, the more mm-hmm. healthy you're going to want, so you're going to have better sex. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel more confident. You're mm-hmm. going to, you're, everything's going to be running.
3: One thing that I found is because for so long we've been told the, the low fat, you know, like you got to eat low fat, got to eat low fat. Yeah. I've had female clients tell me that because I've always, I'll always bump up their fats. I know it's an essential macronutrient and some women you increase their fat intake and it, it ha, cause it's connected to hormone production. They tell me their libido goes up yes. and they feel like they have better sex and that kind of stuff.
4: It is so true. I absolutely believe that. That happened. to me. I used to be low fat too. I've always really? been a healthy workout person like mm-hmm. my whole life. And I used to run marathon, all that. Like you just, yeah, I was thinking low fat. And then when I switched like to higher fat, yeah, for sure. Like my libido went up. I mean, a lot of, the challenge we have around sex is around hormones, and no one talks about hormones. You guys talk about hormones yes. you know, I know, a lot. And it's just like, it's so, and then we just took women and, and pills or mm-hmm. uh, and on birth control pill or on antidepressants, and men too, and that's gonna mess with your libido. So I think that anything you're taking like that, I'm not saying it doesn't work for a lot of people but there's probably a lot of things you could do with your diet, with hormones sure. before you go on a pill.
0: Thank you for listening to mind pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB super bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB super bundle includes maps anabolic maps performance and maps aesthetic.